0: All right, welcome back to City of live at Worlds Day 6, presented by ASICS. We've been grinding, just sitting down with, you know, some awesome people, and that's going to continue right now as we bring on another ASICS superstar. We've got the Olympic champion, last year's bronze medalist, this year's silver medalist in the discus, Valerie Allman, and Coach Zebulon Sion. So, I, guys, like, it's been... <laughs> 48 hours since the competition. Like, we've, you know, kind of had some time to process things. How are we feeling?
1: Wait, and why weren't you at the group run this oh, morning from the ASICs house?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: boy. You're putting me on plaster. It's hard. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that one, though. We had to train, so we, <laughs> yeah. we had to throw this morning. That, so. that
0: was interesting. So yeah. I, I opened up your Instagram story, and, like, you're at the stadium. It's a training session, so it's, like, already back to work.
3: I'm motivated. I'm motivated to get back to work. Yeah. I am, um, you know, I think – I'm glad I've had 48 hours before I get to sit down and chat with you guys because I think I've, I've come to a good place about the competition. It was great. I feel so proud of what we executed. It was a championship PB, silver medal. I am happy with that, you know, and if I think about it through that lens, it's pretty great, you know, but I think it took 48 hours to get to that point.
1: I guess as a distance runner, I'm always interested to hear like how do you balance focusing on what other people and do, what you're doing. I mean, you, as you just said, you had a great series. Thanks. So I guess like afterwards, when you go back and you're analyzing, like how do you just make sure that you can take time to appreciate for what your own accomplishment was?
3: Um, I think uh, if you, it's it's like the cliche, right? Like you want to focus on like how green your grass is, you know, I mean, it's an in individual sport in a field event, right? Like you really can only control yourself and your technique and what goes into the discus. Um, it's easy to get influence from like energy wise. And truthfully, like most of the time in discus, because it's such a, a quick event, most people like when they get that tension or adrenaline, the discus goes poorly. Like these results of people having like huge amplified performances is quite rare. Um, but I think it is just showing the standard and the event is changing. And like, if you want to be the best, you have to be able to elevate
0: coach, I guess. How did you ride this roller coaster of emotions over the last 48 hours?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, it can't be tough. So, I mean, obviously like you know, right away, I mean, it's it's clearly, you know, making sure she understands she did a, a phenomenal job, you know, and so for us, you know, our goal always on the first throw, is to execute to you know to a to a level that if we put it on the board it's like solid you know what i mean like you 68 um i forget the centimeters of her opener but oh 57 maybe well mm-hmm. almost always metal right so like it's like you start that way it's like, okay we're, we're on the board in a, in a very positive way um and then we were aware though that you know especially after what happened last year with you know ben feng throwing the three meter pb it's like anything could happen so we have we, you know we knew so we are gonna have to throw further and and she did do that you know she did Oh, 68, 79, and then the 69, 23, right, I mean, the, she kept moving, you know, and technically, honestly, like, missing him a bit, which is, like, good and bad, right, if you can throw that far and kind of be a little off with your with your timing, uh, that's impressive, and that and that feels good, um, but at the end of the day, like, she did a phenomenal job, and, you know, and that was, like, the, the most important thing, paramount, right away, it's, like, you have to understand, like, you did great, you know.
1: So, you're talking about that energy,
2: something that, for me, personally, that
1: I'm blown away by this championships is how much energy there is for the field events. You've competed all over the world. How yeah. does this compare in terms of just having a crowd that really appreciates what's going on inside the track?
3: It's incredible. I, I genuinely think this might be one of the best crowds I've ever been in as a field event. Like, it's one thing to be in a crowd where, like, People just like cheer because it's fun to cheer, but when you're in your crowd, like, but like people really know what's going on. Yeah. Like they cheer at the right times. Like they, you can tell who like they want to pull through. You know, and like when you have thousands of people that are active participants, like you need, you want to be on your best, right? Like you really feel like okay, I'm doing this for like something more than myself in the moment. Which, I mean, I I loved here in Budapest. It's been amazing
0: there's been kind of like a big investment in the throws it's kind of as well through like the USATF foundation and like these grants that are out there so we're big g- throws guys do not forget guys. that <laughs> yeah in terms of just just like we're doing our part we're doing our part <laughs> Shedding a light on the stories the fact uh, that
1: we're here right now uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No.
0: Um, so when that kind of started where, where did how much did that help sort of in you know, the, the behind the scenes of contracts and stuff, it's like the field events have kind of been, you know, looked over for many years, but like, yeah, you've got the support of ASICS and, and these grants are coming in. How much does that, that help, you know, get to this mission of like, all right, we want to deliver golds for the United States?
3: Yeah, I, I, it has been incredible in my journey from when I first came onto Professional Circuit in 2019, how our resources have grown. I mean, it's been a real and very impactful relative to just like one, giving you a sense of security, but two absolutely helping you up your level of play. Um, I mean, I think in 2019 Deanna Price was like the American thrower that like made the jump, you know, she said like, I'm gonna be able to be the best in the world. And that was really hard to do as a female American thrower. Um, And now it's been pretty special to see that there's been like a a big wave of people that have also made a jump but it's fun to see who's going to be able to maintain that it's a it's tough to be the one with the spotlight on and i i think that's kind of the next challenge for us
1: when did you realize that being a professional discus thrower was even an option i mean at stanford you correct me if i'm wrong we're not an ncaa champion and it's not a, an event like the 100 where, you know, if you make the final, then automatically there's going to be a big contract waiting for you. Yeah. So I guess when did that become a reality? And was it an obvious let's definitely do this?
3: Uh, no, most definitely not. You should. You said you kind of just shook your head and said, yeah.
2: No, that's a great question. Yeah. No, I mean, but I want to hear both answers. No, it's a great question. It's fair. Yeah.
3: Um, I, I got my highest finished at NCAAs was third. I was like. I chatted with Chris about this in Austin. I was, like, so close to winning. I was, like, oh, so close to winning. Good theme. And um, I it was the sixth round, and I got passed by two people, and I didn't respond. And it was, it was at the time, I was, like, really devastated about it. And um, I had an offer to go work at Microsoft full-time and kind of thought, like, I'm ready to move on. Um, but then I chatted with Zeb after the competition, and he was, like, you know, I really think there's, like, A lot more there you know that like if you dive into this and i kind of decided at 22 like why not try to see what what we could do and the goal was just to make the olympics i wanted to be an olympian i would have been super happy with that and was going to shut it down after 2020 for sure so never ever thought it would keep going and lead to here
2: i think a cool thing about valerie's story is that Every time she's had, like, a, a setback, like, again, you know, almost winning NC's her senior year, um, you know, every time there's been something like that, she's had an incredible response. So, that year even, right away, comes back and wins USA's for the first time, and now has been, a, you know, US champ five times. But it's like, there's just a response that's just, it's just different with her, you know what I mean? She, like, always, like, has takeaways, she always has learnings, but it's, like, an intensity change, an elevation of, of ability, like, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, honestly. And I think, honestly, you know, I mean, we saw it, like, in terms of growth, even from last year to this year, you know, that like, last year was tough, because there was, like, this high pressure and expectation relative to, uh, you just were an Olympic champion, so, like, you should win everything now, like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Great, easy. Um, especially, you know, in America, you know, with, with and that was, like, was a ton of pressure she put on herself, and one of the stories you love to tell, you should tell it, about, like, how people were, like, cheering for you, like, it was crazy.
3: Oh, yeah, literally last yeah. year at Worlds. I couldn't do anything without the crowd cheering for me. I would like pick up my problem! and they were like, let's go. Or like, I
2: would like, like, dry your hands.
3: Yeah. And like, like people were like, nice one. Yeah. Yeah, And we were just like, "What is happening? Yeah. It was, it was wild. That's a real
2: zero to a hundred because it's Tokyo. There was no one. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So uh, connecting that, it's just like, it went from again, like, okay, you won Olympic gold. Now you should win everything. That's a no brainer, Doug, like go do it. And then the pressure of doing it at home and like, you know, the cheering for again, everything. And so it was just, it was just difficult, I think, you know, and, and obviously, you know, but from that point to this point, like the growth is so real and it's so obvious and just the way she conducted herself out there, like she executed the plan, like I said, hit the first one improves. It was awesome. It was beautiful, you know, but that doesn't mean it's always going to work out. And so I think the fire you're going to see, and I think the, the adaptation, the change and elevation of her, of her ability is going to be kind of wild. So.
1: Chris and I just did the media 800 the other day and like, we're done like that. I don't feel like I ever have to run again. So whose idea is it to be like, let's get back out there and just start training again.
3: Uh, I mean, I think I'm very grateful to have a coach that like knows when to push. I think after how the final went, I had to be the one to say like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, go again. Um, I'm truthfully grateful. I have four more competitions this season and I want to go after them. You know, I, I do feel like the fire is burning. People keep their matches away from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what I can put together. You know, even if it's for myself, maybe it doesn't result in something iconic or super, super memorable, but just for myself, I, I want to end on a really good note.
1: So, uh, when you tell someone that you're a professional discus thrower, it's, you know, first off, like, really, like, what is that? Or, you know, oh, like the Olympics, but then there's the world championships, obviously, but then there's a million other things that you're competing at all year. So I guess for you, like, how do you explain to people what you even do for a living besides (laughs) like just, I mean, not only the event, but besides the Olympics?
3: Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like it's like a pretty uh, predictable triage. Like, oh, like, the Frisbee, like, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, no, okay, no. Does it like,
1: convert? Yeah, no,
3: it's it's not Frisbee, and then they're um, like, oh, cool, so, like, you're going to, like, you'll be at the next Olympics, it's like, well, that's the goal, like, you know, I hope I'll be there, and then you try to, like, educate them about, like, the Diamond League, and they're, like, staring at you with big eyeballs, you know, like, wow, and, you know, I think that it, it actually has been cool to see that, it is a more relatable sport than people think, you know, people have had a, a good amount of exposure to discus, whether it's in high school, whether it's a friend. Um, and people are just interested to learn about it, you know, and I think it's just embracing it and trying to make it sound fun and <laughs> understandable. A coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a
1: high school kid though, it, I mean, I'm interested to hear how you got into it, but if it is a young athlete coming up in the sport, why would they decide to do the discus maybe rather than another event?
2: I mean, that's tough because, I mean, a lot of that obviously happens, you know, earlier than I would be starting to work with them as as a collegiate coach as well. So, I mean, I think, you know, depending on their environment, where they're coming from, you know, I mean, their strengths, their weaknesses, right? I mean, I think if you have – you just have to have, like, a middle school, high school type coaching environment that could lead to, like, you know, that type of of even option, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times it doesn't exist. You have your football coach who, you know, coaches a throwing event and are they going to relate to, like, a younger female, you know, trying to figure it out? Probably not a lot of times. So – I, mean, I don't know, you could speak to that like how you kind of got into it, but just it just varies so much. It's hard to.
3: Yeah, I feel like no one like grows up thinking, well, hopefully it's changing. I mean, I think that's the goal is that more young girls are thinking like, wow, like I would love to throw the discus. I think that is like part of what I hope women and young girls can evolve to, but um for me, I was a dancer, like had no understanding of the discus. It was totally like a unpredictable thing that i ever tried the sport i um there used to be a show called so you think you could dance yeah yeah and i got invited when i was young i like got picked to travel with the choreographers and like learn from them it was really cool i was a freshman high school and i would go on the weekends with them and then during the week with like normal high school stuff and my brother was a pole vaulter and he like convinced the track coach to like let me do something to be like part of the school and I tried high jump, literally cracked the bar the first time <laughs> I went over it. It was so bad. It's not a thrower joke, though. No. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> it's not, you know, yeah. there's low hanging, but it's not. Yeah. You know, right? the, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then tried running. It was very difficult. And was kind of just like trying to figure out, like, you know, what can I do? The throwers had an annual spaghetti dinner. And they said anybody that came and tried throwing could go to the dinner. And that got me. And just found I had a weird knack for the discus. It kind of felt like choreography for me. Like, oh, your left arm goes here. Your right leg goes here. You move through the ring. Um, And then just stuck with it since then.
0: How was the spaghetti that night? Memorable or like?
3: Fire flames. Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) Like, incredible. Do
0: you have any superstitions? Like, all right, now it's spaghetti before the Olympics. Or (laughs) Or like, at all? Or like, no superstitions?
3: Uh, No spaghetti superstitions. Yeah, thankfully. All
1: right. I always like hearing the more technical side of things because I do feel like when you step in the ring, that dancing background really does shine through. So I guess, how does your technique kind of differ and make you the athlete that you are than some others out there?
2: You came up with the technique. Why are you so good is what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, so even like three years ago, um, well, really in 2019, her first year as a, a true professional, you know, I, I realized there were some inefficiencies and some like, you know, she was losing energy, like I call it like leaking energy, you know, in various mo- parts of the movement. And so, you know, thought about different things about like, hey, like how can we like make, the, you know, the position she lands in in the middle of the throw a little more um, like upright, like have a better access basically, right? Because then you can clearly like work around. That access easier, um, you know, because it's clearly so important. Like the angle in which you you hit the implement on, right? And so we were having like some some left arm leak leaky issues out of the back, and so we started like thinking, okay, like how do we? We started saying we're gonna collect our energy. We're gonna like bring all of our energy together in the middle. So if you watch her throw, especially the more the better executed throws. Everything besides her discus arm and right arm, right, is trailing, but everything else is coming together, and so it's like this concept of like you think about a figure skater, right? Like when they like bring their limbs in, like they go incredibly fast, right? So it's kind of been our mission to try to like change the the timing and the positioning in the middle of the circle, um, which then results in such a like ballistic and dynamic and fast finish. Um, and so we haven't perfected it, but we're getting, you know, we're getting closer. Like, even at the meet this this week, you know, everything was a little bit laid out of the back of the ring. So if you notice, like, if you're just watching from the back, she, you know, you'd see her movement went left. And we want it a little more, like, on a straight line, like, a little more linear. Um, and so anyway, so yeah, so I think that there's just things she does. And, like, a lot of the dance, the dance is interesting because I think you see it a lot in the front, right? Like, the double, like, save, like, right? She snaps around twice, and it looks very, like... Balletic and you know, mm-hmm. and dance esque, but um, I think more so, truthfully, like the dance helps a lot, or the previous dance helps a lot with just awareness, you know, like her feeling of her body and her ability to control, you know, things. Yeah, so like oh. this just is- went all over our heads. <laughs> so I, I mean, it sounded really good, and I know that they're I mean, doing like, as I was the the saying, chat. I was like, should I stop? Should
1: no, I stop? <laughs> no, it's gonna be super valuable Maybe for I someone, stop, but- yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, so I guess what I was most interested—this is your your, your full time job. You've been doing this for for many years, and so it, do you have a rough estimate on at the top of your head of like how many throws have you seen from Val over the years? Oh, but then, but then in addition, that's like to a that,
1: consulting question.
0: Yeah, it's like if you're a pitching <laughs> coach, like you've probably seen this pitcher throw you yeah. know thousands of pitches yeah. in a year, but and so it might be similar in that sense. But you've trained your eye to look at certain spots, yep. and you only have you know, a couple, maybe a minute, uh, tops at, you know, from the moment the, you know, the throw lands and then you film it on your iPhone and can, you know, rewatch it. But from when I attended the practice with the two of you, you look at that maybe like one time and immediately are giving Val some feedback. And I'm like, wow, like I would need like (laughs) So much time yeah. to like pick things out. So, how have you trained your eye to catch these
2: things? A lot of it, I mean, can just be like uh, you know aesthetic concepts, right? Like, I mean, if you're looking for like like lines that are like you're parallel or like not parallel. I mean, it's like to the ground. Like, you can think about it that way. You can also think about again, just like like does she like her overall movement go left? So, you know, like that's so that's something I think about. And then there are just key indicators, key positions that I'll always look for. And it doesn't matter if it's her or if it's you know trip in the shot put. I mean, there are similarities regardless, honestly. Um, and so, just over time, kind of developed like to me like these are the key things I'm going to look for. And, and if those are close, then we're in a good spot.
0: So. Yeah. So if, like for the common fan out there who's tuning in and watching, is there a certain like release point or something that they should look for when whenever Val throws? Like that's like oh that's or does it change and vary? in competition.
2: That part doesn't change much. I mean, the, the biggest problem with that is like you get, I mean, we've all said, I mean, she is so fast that like, if you're just watching on NBC or whatever, it's just like, you know, does she stay in the ring and does it like, you know, go right. for, does it get out of the cage and go far? I mean, because you really, it's just too hard to like <laughs> see, to see those things, honestly, you know, but.
1: So if, I came out to practice. I just a little bit about me, not that good at the discus, um, but you know, okay. not that right. strong. Right. Decent at the mile. Yeah. Uh, if I came out, <laughs> <laughs> if I came out to
2: practice, yeah. there's follow-up questions like, how far would I throw? Just for perspective. Like, are you throwing the implement she throws, or are you throwing the men's two-k discus? I want to double the that weight, after. or we <laughs> going with what she
1: throws? Let's for. I mean. Let's say Val's disc.
2: I'm picking up. I'm okay, just out practicing yeah. out. How far do I throw it? I mean, I think you could just wind back and smack that thing 30 meters. What do you think?
3: You, he really believes in you. Okay. <laughs> Let's call it 27
2: <laughs> meters. You have to be nice to the host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get grilled later. Like. We'll,
1: we'll call it 27 <laughs> meters. He
3: thinks you can throw 100 feet? If you get with a one K, <laughs> 25
1: meters. I don't even know enough to argue, but <laughs> it's, it sounds less than 70. Meters. Meters.
3: I would be pretty impressed. Yeah. Totally, yes. So just, one yeah. Point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I so
1: the follow up question. Okay. So, dude. Is not how much better would that be than Chris? The follow up question <laughs> is: if I worked out with you for one practice, okay, like you had me for a couple hours, how much further would I be able to throw? Stepping in the ring, knowing nothing at all, but then you give me two hours of free private coaching. <laughs> Okay, how so much how much am i improving the, the
2: hourly rate can't charge that <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> we, we, you'd improve at least five meters yeah whatever the starting point i could get you five i think and then in that session a year oh that's tough we're working together. and now I, I get now the pleasure can, of working with you every day and you can put as much weight on me as you want <laughs> bulk up a little bit <laughs> oh wow I, mean, I have faith in, in my ability and, and your your drive and effort so i think we could get up there what do you think Come on. <laughs> I can handle it. You can handle it.
3: I th- well, okay, there it, with Discus there is like there's a learning curve. Every human curves, you know, I yeah. you would experience this too. I experienced right. it. It's very relatable <laughs> in the sport. <laughs> that like you you kinda will rapidly improve. Like the progress you make in two hours, I think, will be like eye opening. But then in a week you would make like really yeah. good progress. In a I year, I think it would be like just more consistent, you know? So it'd be like exponential and then consistent. So I think probably at the end of the year, you could probably throw about 60 meters. Wow. If you, if you trained every, like you're training every day, you're training once, how long? How
1: I'm long not we that training? good at the mile. <laughs>
2: okay, I got two nice. You, I too yeah, yeah, nice. I was too mean and nice. We could get him to 50, I think with the one Fifty. Day. Yep, He's more athletic than he <laughs> 60 meters, that's far. This
1: is a great debate and a great Sidious Mag series coming next year. <laughs> You're coming to practice. <laughs> we're moving back to <laughs> Austin. Awesome. Yeah. We're doing it. Uh, uh, something that I really... That I'd been going to track meets my entire life and I only mm. found out a couple of years ago that the men's and women's discs were <laughs> different weights. Yes. Uh, How did... And the thing that's so interesting and again, like I came from a complete distance runner's background. We only just started following throws a few years ago. Twenty twenty one, yeah. And then you know, the the fact that the distance between the men's and women's is so close. I guess one, I didn't appreciate that at all. Like but why is the disc such different weights and how
2: did they get it so that they're basically the same distance landed between the men and women. Is that just pure luck? Yeah, I mean, historically, you know, why, like, you know, a lot of times the women's events, like, their weights don't increase. I mean, you know, who knows why that has been, was the case, you know? I mean, because I, I think some people would argue that some of the, you know, events, the weight actually should increase, even from, like, in, in the U.S., from, like, high school to Oh, it's always to the beyond. same? Yeah, but it stays oh, the same as, as high school. Um but I think I mean even the women's discus world record is further than the men's actually. So it's from the 80s, you know. But um, <laughs> you don't have to say anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll leave that one, leave it there. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's 76.80, right? It's
3: it's quite far, yeah. 76.80, <laughs> no, right.
2: yeah. Uh, so it's insane. So you know, I mean, and obviously, like you know, there's some enhancement concepts there, of course, and you know, and it, it, but the 1K is actually like really hard, like difficult to fly um, for for a lot of guys. Like a lot, like guys will like think they're funny and like you know, like I like to tease like Trip. You know, he's another athlete I work with, and you know, he'll try to throw like the lighter implement and like you know, he's like, oh, I can throw as far as Valerie. No, you can't. You can't even get it to go that far, and you can't fly it. So like, stop. And it just flies so poorly, and like it's it's wild. So there's so much skill involved, you know, with with flying a disc as well, actually, but.
3: Some people say there's like a, like within science, there's like a coefficient for certain variables, like the coefficient of friction or something like that. There's like a discus coefficient of like flight and like you kind of have what you have. It's a hard thing to work on. So like even some of the pros, when they release it, the discus kind of wobbles and it's just naturally how it flies, you know? And some people can get that discus to like really rotate or cut into it and that it isn't like really helpful, but it's not something you can really work on.
1: Which do you want?
3: You want the discus to kind of like come out at an angle and turn over like over the course of its flight.
1: And
2: so. you want you don't want wobble. You definitely want it to spin as fast as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so like it's it's interesting to hear from. Like when we sit down and talk to distance running coaches, like they're like, oh, this new study just came out on, you know, being able to do this in training and it just totally changes the game. And then all the other coaches. Are you asking if it, they
1: do double threshold? No. <laughs> uh, no,
0: but it like in, in a way, I guess, coach, like, are you, there are new things still kind of coming out and on the science side of things? Because when I, I remember in Austin, I asked Val, I asked you if like how attuned you are to the science side of things. And you're like, I leave that to
2: coach. Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of the training principles and science, the more science concepts relative to like uh, adaptation and like, you know, strength gains or power production. I mean, a lot of that, uh, you know, we're clearly doing in the weight room, right? Whereas a distance runner maybe isn't not. Maybe that's clearly supplemental and different. But um, for us, like how I, you know, adjust those variables for her, whether it's like, you know, intensity or, you know, volume, whatever, over over the course of a year, a cycle, whatever. um, I think that's where like your actual like science in like strength and power development comes in. And so, you know, when I was a young coach, like, did a lot of different certifications, and, you know, clearly this wasn't just a concept of, like, well, this is what I did, and we're going to give it a go, because that didn't work out very well for me, you know what I mean? Like, I was a instability qualifier a couple times, that's about it. So, you know, we're trying to do something at a higher level. Um, So, you know, that was a lot of the early stuff, and then every year, I, you know, I I change things relative to their training and, like, what we're doing. Um, But I think the biomechanics is probably, like, the one area that, like, we could incorporate maybe a bit more into what we do, and I think a lot of people do. A lot of time, I'm using my eye, like you said, and you know, I've you know key things I look for, but um, you know. I
3: joke I call it science. Oh, <laughs> you know,
2: there you go, it works. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's what we go with. Put that on so. a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I know that Chris and Matt had come down to Austin, spent a day with you, but from like those who maybe didn't see it, but also just more in depth, like what is a day of training, and like do you just live at the track between the weight room and going in and out? Like, is there how long is a practice? Is it because obviously like there's more to it than just stepping in the ring and throwing.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the way that he's developed me as a discus thrower is that like, he's made me an elite athlete. So how we train in the fall and the winter is super different than spring and championship time In championship time. We kind of do one thing a day. So for throwing the volume is probably 10 to 15, really high intense intentional throws or a weight room session where it's like pretty, you're like, trying to move that bar as fast as you can and it's also like at a high weight in the fall in the winter like i bike i swim i run i lift a lot more we throw a lot more volume we'll do like specific strength things it's like course, really
2: it's like i mean uh, made, like, we're really doing yeah
3: it. it's like, like a very full car? picture so <laughs> i hope that i'm hyping you up <laughs> I, think, I think i'm out <laughs> <laughs> it's not just throwing i'm out yeah. <laughs> it's a fun idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you uh like, is there a season that you prefer? Like, do you like just being able to work really, really hard in the fall and do that stuff? Or is it like, oh, that's
3: a trip. I love it. You do? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've like, um, I love CrossFit. I think like those women to me are like quite inspiring in terms of like their drive and their adoption and just being super freaking fit like I love it and for me it's kind of like when I get to channel those vibes you know throwing a discus it's really repetitive to do like the same thing all year round and honestly I think that's probably something I can improve on is just having more of a desire to throw more often you know I think that that probably would be helpful to me but to me the fall is kind of like uh, a time to get fit kind of a time to play which like recharges
1: the batteries is that next crossfit you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too, she's too tall
3: he's really squashed my dreams <laughs> she'd love
1: it
0: though
3: I would love it, it. Well, yeah. yeah. It's,
0: you know, I've, I, when I've talked to Joe Kovacs and he's like oh you know when the season ends in September and there's you know potential strongman competition in like October or November he watches some of these things and he's like I, I could win like, <laughs> and you know eventually the, if the schedule allowed like he would give it a go and like you know training and all that stuff but are you also watching CrossFit competitions sometimes you're like, yeah, I <laughs> they're, <finish lucky>. <laughs> <there>. they're lucky. They're <laughs> lucky. She's good at the disc. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I do I actually do bring it up to him all the time of like, can I please just try this workout? And the answer <laughs> has been no consistently. But I, uh, I got recruited to try bobsled, which that was like a tiny little pipe dream of trying to do both the winter and the summer dreams. Also got squashed. Um, <laughs> hey, we have current goals. Yeah, so. That are very important.
1: Yeah. And then maybe later. This is yes. where coach steps in yes. and thrives. Yes, <laughs> I enjoyed that role. Yeah. <laughs> That's my coach you're talking about. Oh, sorry, <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be in so much trouble after this. I love
1: seeing some of the stuff Ooh. you post on Instagram of like the workouts that you guys do in the gym. Because like I go to the gym and it's like, all right, I guess we'll bench and like do yeah. squats and like that's it, right? Like you do the basics. Mm-hmm. You guys make up really specific discus exercises. Or mm-hmm. is that like a unit Is there a book? Did you write the book? I guess like there's some interesting stuff. I mean. I don't know if you coach the javelin as well, but I've seen some of the jav stuff. Yeah. Like, they really, really specific movements. And I guess, do you ever just think, like, I wonder if this would do anything if we practice this way?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, some of those things, I mean, definitely, like, I'll, I'll just honestly make up just based on, like... The, <laughs> The strength, like the, the, maybe an area that I think we need to improve, you know, like in like you know, an area that we can strengthen. But um, some of the things, you know, I mean, we've even taken some of the, some of the, the specific movements you're talking about from like YouTube and 1980s, you know, workouts from the Germans. Don't we'll take Again, everything from the 90s. Germans. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, exactly. But some of the the specific strength things they did and the in their their science behind it was pretty wild back then. I mean, a higher level than even a lot of things people are doing now. So uh, we'll, we'll you know we'll still suffer like that. I mean, sometimes you'll just randomly see things. When you're out of worlds, me there, whatever it might be, right? And so, you know, we're not above like just, you know, getting what we can get from other people. But a lot of times it's just thoughtful things that, like, okay, this relates specifically to, like, you know, if we need to strengthen her adductor, right? That sweep leg that, you know, comes in hot from, you know, to the middle of the circle or whatever, you know, just things like that. Or obviously like a dynamic chest movement, right? So, yeah. So practice today. I mean, where do we go from here? Back to Leuven?
1: We have to touch on Leuven. They spent a couple days. You love Leuven. That's where Chris and I have been. That's where we first met. That's beautiful. (laughs) We met in the States. That's the first time I remembered Chris. (laughs) Yes. I It's true, probably.
2: Uh, What'd you make of Leuven? Leuven's incredible. Yeah, it's the best place in the world. I'm a huge fan of Belgium. Yeah. I mean, beer's delicious, fries.
1: Are you just sitting there Chocolate. drinking beers, eating fries and she I was, watches? I was, I, was, I was really
2: doing a good job of being coach, you know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoyed my beer, but no, it was, it was great. Like, it, it, Lubin's incredible.
0: So. Before, uh, in Austin, I told him, I was like, you know, there's this thing I tell everyone when they go to Lubin. It's like that the Stella Artois, famously brewed there. So I made this up. I was like that Stella Artois has pipes that go from the factory directly into all the bars <laughs> in that main square. So when you're ordering it, it's like fresh from the factory. Yeah. And I and I was like, just tell anyone. <laughs> and, and then you did the tour, right? Well, I, we were going to do did the raise tour. But yeah, oh. it
2: didn't work out. They were they were full. You know, it is what it is. I needed him to
0: get the answer to be like, raise their hand and ask. <laughs> I would have done
2: it. I'm crazy enough. I would have done it. Absolutely. All
0: right. What's the next stop on the revenge tour?
3: Oh, um, it's actually so funny you said that because I do feel like this is hopefully going to be my revenge tour. e
1: 6 t-shirts with all like the shows <laughs> on the back.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first meet is uh, all throws meet in Tomb, Germany, okay. which will be on the 1st of September. And then uh, I have one day off and then I'll be in Berlin at this soft meet and then I'll fly that night and then compete the next day in Bellinzona. So I've got yeah. three meets in four days.
2: Then Diamond
0: League
1: final yeah, Diamond potentially. Final. Okay. Oh, final.
2: Yeah. she's yeah. two-time defending champ for that, so we gotta go. So this is That's the first time
1: there. we've had a medal in on on, on the show. The st- yeah, Can I we see it. it? Can can we hold it up? How does Heck, it compare yeah. versus some of the other medals? I bet you heard, sure like you wear it. Yeah, even put it oh. on. Oh. oh yes. This is
3: how this is how I'm gonna recruit you. Oh, is it the? Tr- <laughs> can you show the camera? Oh yeah, the, the track background. Yes, of course. They actually um so. They, they did a really great job with the presentation. Whoa. One of the coolest things they did this is they actually, if you earn a medal, they give you two medals and you get to give one to your coach. So, wow. yeah. Oh, they just started that. Very it's cool. pretty special. Yeah. And then um, they they do the instant medals on the field. That's not like actually the medal you get. They take that back from you as soon as you get back <laughs> to media. And then they give you one that's like engraved on the back, which is pretty cool. It has your name in your event.
1: Wow. How does this compare? Just like. Let the boys check it out. How does this compare oh, design wise presentation to the other medals that you have?
3: Um, It's my second favorite. Do it. Do it. Do it, <laughs> Chris. Well, played. sorry. It looks really
1: I heard good. That, that was good. Yeah. Oh, man. That
0: looks
3: nice. It does look really
0: nice. You'll
1: get another silver, silver when you and I go up and. The Discus competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh man. We're going to do this. Silver's
3: <laughs> nice. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Silver's nice. Come on. It's
0: very cool. Awesome. Well, it's been. A pleasure catching up with the two of you and uh it's always a blast. I can't wait for us to report to training camp in Austin uh for, you know, a year's worth of uh grocery. <laughs> we'll be ready for it. Sixty you. meters. <laughs> Sixty Come on. meters We're qualifying for a USA. Yeah, would oh, that get a us to USA's? Um no?
2: Well
3: <laughs> to USA's? W- yeah, it would. So you think, what, with, you
2: with, think one with the day in the women's?
3: Well, there's some other hurdles <laughs> so you We'll have figure that out. We'll figure it
2: out. Yeah, yeah. All right. One
1: year of training, I'm throwing 60 <laughs> meters. Incredible. Hey. But that's the confidence I want in my
2: coach. Well, you're getting it from your training partner. getting from the training partner, more so it yeah. feels. <laughs> <laughs>